School me to the game, now I know my duty. Stay humble, stay low, blow like hootie. True pimp, spin no dough on the booty. And you yell, there go mace, there go your cutie. Well, all I can say is if you want to clap, now would be the time because we are almost 10 seconds rolling here. Rolling. Okay. Maddie, how was your week? Dude, it was a really, I mean, it wasn't a great week. I won't lie. Uh, you know what? Sorry. Here's the thing. Started out as a great week, went into a great weekend feeling, you know, I was tired, but I was like also feeling refreshed that it was the weekend. So I was looking forward to it. Now, listen. I ate some bad pizza, I think. Oh, no. And boy, did it destroy my digestive system. Oh, no. And I won't get into the particulars of what took place on Saturday night. And basically all... Paint us a picture. All of... Uh, well, the inside of my toilet bowl probably could. But... Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, you know what? Here's the thing, man. I just... I was up every hour. I just wasn't feeling well. Uh, it was a pretty rough Sunday, and then even yesterday at work, I thought I was fine, and ended up having to head home early. Just uh, wasn't feeling great, and uh, yeah. So, needless to say, the week started out great. It just ended really poorly. Oh, that's too bad. And I mean, now it's like you're gonna have to think twice every time you have pizza, and that's too bad because pizza's mm, good. You know what? That's the thing, man. I have too much loyalty to pizza itself. I just have probably be a little more cautious to where I'm buying it from. Fair That's enough. All. You know what? Something similar happened to me last week as well. Not as bad, but we had some eggnog from Christmas still. Right. And then I had some... Did I say this last week on the I, last episode? I think you kind of... Talk, you talked about... I don't know if we talked about this on air or off air, but right. I do remember us discussing this a little bit. Oh, this is this is during our planning session. Ah. So tell, either, tell the story. Either way, I had some eggnog. It hadn't expired yet. But I ate it, and immediately my stomach started cramping. And I was like, ugh. I didn't have the rum in it. And I couldn't even finish, like, the half a glass I poured for myself with a little bit of rum. <laughs> but then I kept drinking it. I kept drinking for a couple days that week. No! <laughs> I just put up with the pain. I was just like, oh. ah, I love eggnog. It's my last carton before the year's over, before eggnog's gone. I didn't finish the carton, don't get me wrong, but I definitely had another. <laughs> and then Brittany was so confused. She was like, what? Are you still drinking that? I thought it, gave, I thought it was bad. It gave you a stomach ache. And I was like, yeah, but it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Here's the thing. Eggnog, eggnog leaves the shelves. I don't know if it's already gone or what. Oh, it's gone. But, gone. dude, what do you think they do with all the leftover eggnog? Do you think they just throw it out? Yeah, it's garbage, man. That's pretty rude. Oh, what else are you supposed to do? What do you think no, they do with all leftover I'm talking, milk? I'm not talking about like rotten eggnog. I'm saying like hasn't expired yet. Eggnog? Yeah. I'm sure it's heavily discounted. Maybe you'll see also the day after expiry they have eggnog cakes or eggnog pastries. Oh, really? or eggnog. I don't know. I'm making this up as I go. Okay, almost repurposing it. I see what you're saying. Brittany said she was thinking of making an eggnog flavored dish. With our almost expired eggnog, because we had quite a bit left, but she didn't. So, yeah, yeah. Hey, listen. So here's what happened this weekend as well. I forgot to mention this. So I've been eating. I would argue relatively clean. You know, lunches are always chicken and sweet potato, and dinners are almost exclusively a protein as well as nothing but vegetables. I've really been trying to cut out a lot of starches and. Uh, I mean, dairy as well, you know, just, just trying to eat a little bit healthy. I've been doing this for a couple months now. Uh, but I went to Costco on Saturday morning, and I broke that. Uh-oh. you get chicken fingers and fries? Because I love their chicken fingers you know and what? fries. I found the most Canadian product I think I've ever come across. Oh, maple syrup poutine? <laughs> That'd be pretty damn delicious. But yeah, it would be. I found, I found a cereal... I don't know if you've seen this. Made by Tim Hortons. It is Timbit cereal. Oh, it's I little tiny this. Timbits. I just saw a headline. Oh, Ugh, that sounds rough. That sounds bad. You know what? It's pretty great. It's like corn pops. Act- yeah, it's like actual Timbits. Well, no, no, no. They're not. They're not dough or anything. Like, come okay. on. <laughs> it's like corn pops, but they're like birthday cake flavored. Okay. You know, like confetti cake. You know what I'm yeah, talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So. Anyways, it's uh, it's probably the most Canadian purchase I've ever made. 
I also thought, like, good for you, Tim Hortons. Like, it took you long enough to get into kind of the the game outside of just coffee pods. But uh, yeah, good job. I I was impressed. I, I mean, I've eaten a couple bowls of it. I'm also like trying to be cautious not to eat like too much of that crap on a regular basis. I'm sure it's good for you. Oh yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it's it's pretty tasty. Anyways, I just had to share that. I appreciate that. You know, I heard uh, the headline that they were selling cereal, and that is kind of cool. Uh, I gotta be honest, I I'm not as big a fan as Tim Hortons as a lot of Canadians are, but oh, I'm definitely not either. Yeah, but either way, happy for him. Hope the Timbit cereal does well for him. Definitely, probably terrible for you. Oh, one hundred percent. The the sugar on this, I didn't even look at the sugar. Yeah, it's not I'm a sure number it's you want to through know. the roof, yeah. and it's just going to deter yeah. me from ever wanting to pour another bowl. So well, I just it's nice to have an indulgence, eh? Well, and it's again, it's not an everyday thing. It's you know once every you know maybe once every three or four days sort of thing that I'll, I'll have a small bowl, and I usually try to pick like the smallest bowl I own because it's like, I mean, with cereal you can just kind of get out of hand a little bit. But I am using almond milk, so I feel like that makes up for some of the. I don't know anything about almond milk, but you're probably right. There's like no sugar in it. That's why it's good. Oh, there you go. There you go. Okay. Okay. And it's organic. Shout out to Kirkland, you know? (laughs) Nice. Um, Real quick, Maddie, changing gears on you here. Um, I just want to get this out in the open on the podcast so that our listeners can hold you accountable. Uh, last fall, I'm just thinking tax season. Last fall, you said you were doing Tarek and Brittany's taxes for free. I don't know why I just thought of this, but I'm like, hey, you guys, it's getting to be tax season. Is that still is that still the deal on the table? You know, Tarek, emotes definitely can be on the table. <laughs> oh, now you're changing the deal. Now you're but, about to try and get something for it. <laughs> I was just going to say, It sounds listen, like it's about to not be free. Here's the thing, okay? <laughs> I feel like if I'm giving you a free service, I need something in return. Okay. All right? I don't know what it can be yet. I'll, I'll think of something. But, you know, I just feel like... Yeah, I, I feel like I'd, I'd be offering a lot of my, my time and knowledge to you and not getting anything in return. Well, that's what you promised. I mean, I understand. You... Well, yeah, no. I mean, at the end of the day, <laughs> you know that I'm, I'm more than happy to do your taxes. I, I really don't find any problem. Especially I tried to make it really complicated. Your your stuff is super easy, though. That's kind and of and I'm nice... going to need you to lie to the CRA for me. Okay, well, this conversation is over, folks, because <laughs> that's not going to happen. But uh... oh, Maddie's you know, career flashed before his eyes. I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm actually bound by like cpa law to report any person who is doing any like false doing with the government false doing yeah um you know i think it's only partial binding until you actually are done the program so you're you know good. what Tarek? no i signed an agreement every spring <laughs> so pretty sure oh so it's expired till next spring or no it it renews every march 31st okay all right <laughs> for all the right. rest of my life yeah. I do not commit tax fraud for our listeners who are. (laughs) I do not. Oh, that's great. Yeah, no, I have no problem doing your taxes. Okay. Well, you listeners, you heard it first. So if uh, come March 31, Maddie's uh, balking, making... making, March 31? uh, No, 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 sir. We are going to get them done before March 1st. Before March 1st. As much of it as we can before March 1st, because I'm guessing you're a guy who probably won't get slips until mid-April. I got a hunch that you're that guy. I got slips. I got slips. Do you get T3s and T5s? Uh, some. Yeah, so those know. come in April, bro. They're, they come that late? They're not required to send out your T3s and T5s until March 31st. Which one's T5? That's dividends? T5s is interest. T3s is dividends. T3s is dividends? Yeah. Interesting. Okay, 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 okay. So I know you too well to know that you are not getting your stuff done too early, but we can at least do a little bit of tax planning if you'd like. Sure, let's do it. And that way, if you guys want to make any late contributions to your RSPs, which is also available to all you listeners as well, if you want to make an RSP contribution, you can do so up until March 1st of this year, and it can be applied to your 2019 tax return. Actually, it's the leap year. It might be February 29th. Uh, ooh, you know what? Damn, you might be, well, February 29th is a Saturday, and I think they typically give, no, it's 60 days. 
You can still contribute on a Saturday. Just not to certain um, things. Uh, your bank has to be open or whatever, but you should yeah. be able to. Oh, it's March 2nd. What am March I talking 2nd. about? March 2nd. There we go. See, because they'll usually give you until that following Monday. That's why. If the 60th Monday. day lands on a Smart. weekend, it, they'll, they'll give you See, that's why you need a, an accountant in your life. There you so, go. Anyways, you have until March 2nd <laughs> if you want to make those contributions. Uh, if you know me personally, don't bother calling me because I don't want to deal with your stuff. I was wondering, um, yeah. uh, you know, this is busy season and I hope we don't uh, bore our listeners too much. Busy season for tax or for accountants is coming up here or has it started already? Uh, it's kind of starting already. At least in yeah. our office it is, yes. Okay. December 31 year ends because not many people have their tax stuff already, hey? Eh? Uh, no, it's, it's very much year ends, December 31st year ends. If people don't know, I would argue that the majority of companies within Canada at least all have December 31st year ends. Um, obviously there are people with year ends throughout the year, but, uh, December 31st is a very popular, uh, time year end day, these things done. And, uh, yeah, so those things are kind of pouring into our office as we, as we speak. So, yep. Cool. Life is, life is busy. Life is super, super busy, but, uh, it's also good. I got no complaints. There you go, man. Busy season. That's yep. just, you know, the way of, uh, the way of the accountant as it were. Uh, uh, real quick, Maddie. I do also want to give a review in the group chat the other day. Um, I sh- took a picture of a, a new scotch I was going to try. It's called Jura. Ah, I hope we're, I'm pronouncing that right. J U R A. Apparently, it's. Uh, How else could just... you percent- pronounce it with a silent J? Jura? Jura. It's Jura, the soft J. No, either way, it's uh, distilled on an island off the coast of Scotland, apparently, but still gets to be Scotch, um, and it is good. I'm actually quite enjoying it. You know, no ice, just straight. You know, neat. It's it's got quite a bit of flavor. It's got a little bit of bite to it, but I like it. So, you know, that's that's really all the notes I have for it because that's about as much as I go go determining how much you know with my Scotch. I'm like, is it good? Yep, I like it. <laughs> How many thumbs up do you give it? Um, two, but I will not tell you out of how many possible thumbs up. Wow. Just kidding. No, it's a good scotch. I would recommend it. I'll be honest, fellas. I mean, listeners. Um, I I picked this entirely because it was on sale. Terry, I, I feel still... like that's a lot of your scotch buying purchases. Yeah, 100%. What's on so sale feel... this week? It's coming home with well, the... I mean, and, and you know, maybe listeners, if you want to give me another, but you know, I don't have a rubric. I don't have a, a me, you know, I'm, I'm looking to try new scotches, right? And so it's like, well, how do I decide which one do I try? If I'm just looking at a wall of scotches, it's like, well, this one's got a yellow tag on it. <laughs> you know, they, they drew my attention to that one for a purpose and I'm getting it at a discount. So here we are. <laughs> Dude, there was one time I bought scotch thinking I would be super pretentious and buy this stuff called smoke eater because i was like oh it'll have like a nice smoky flavor it's exactly what you want this was so smoky it tasted like you were drinking out of the bottom of a campfire oh wow it was so bad Hmm. it felt like it just tasted like ashes and it was like what the hell how do you guys even make this stuff so bad and who is buying this stuff I'm with you. I mean, and I just said I don't care about this stuff as much, but I do appreciate a little bit of smokiness to a scotch. This Jura doesn't Jura. I like Jura now. I, I really feel that. Yeah. Doesn't have much of a smoky flavor to it, but it just goes down fairly smooth. But still has a lot of flavor. You know, like some scotches go down smooth, but they're kind of bland, and that's why they go down smooth, or they just bite without having much flavor. You know, this bites a little but has flavor. It, it's it's just good. It's good. It's good. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Yep. All right, hang on. I got a couple of bookkeeping notes to take care of. Okay. All right. But before we really dive in here, okay. First things first, folks. It's cold outside. And I get it. But I don't need my social media filled with all of your stupid <laughs> screenshots of your weather apps Telling me how cold it is in your area. Yeah. Okay? We I mean, understand it fair, is cold across Western Canada. Nobody's denying say, that. 
To be fair, this is for people who are maybe not in Alberta or Saskatchewan or, or wherever it's cold. Yeah, it's cold. I get it. No, it's We're it's all they're sharing that. It. They're sharing that for people in the in the wider circle oh of their social gosh. media. Those people just <laughs> need to shut up. The only person I thought that had one witty comment with it was my buddy Ted, who said, "At least there's no mosquitoes out." Yeah, uh-huh. I was like, "That's yeah. a good point, Ted." That's a good Ted, point. You could, get to keep posting. Could you imagine if we had winter mosquitoes? Oh, that'd be terrifying. That'd, Something hardy enough to live through this cold? <laughs> that'd Almost. be the worst. Ugh, you would no. not be able to kill them. They would just... You'd slap them down and they'd pick your arm up and flip you over or just something crazy. <laughs> just pops back up. I'm going to yeah, get exactly. that blood. Yeah. yeah exactly. Anyways. Oh, man. I'm sick. So if people don't know, it's it's real cold here in southern or in Alberta. Western Canada, I guess you're right. It, it's, it's uh, I mean, you know, the lower mainland probably, it's cold for them, but it's not cold in general. Yeah. They got some snow, though. <laughs> Those suckers got some snow, and nobody down there has winter tires, and it usually ends badly. Yeah. But exactly. here's the thing. Like, I mean, I got friends in central BC who are dealing with, like, minus 45 out in the bush. And it's like, that sucks, but, like... I don't need to hear about it from every single person. If I don't inquire with you as to how cold it is, I don't want to know how cold it is. The Matt rant? Ugh, Do we ever I don't know. A Matt That rant? stuff drives me insane. It's like, you know, when people freak out about the first snowfall. Yeah, it's snowing. It's the winter. Mm. Let's not mm-hmm. act like this stuff doesn't happen. Same with the cold. It gets cold in mid-January. Are, are you surprised? Were you expecting plus 20? No, you're yep. expecting minus 30. Now, quit yep. crying about it, and let's just accept it for what it is, move on through the week. Next week, it'll be like minus five, and no one will remember it, and then we'll go a year around again, and everyone will be like, oh my gosh, where did this cold come from? And it's like, you guys are idiots. Huh. <laughs> oh, goodness. That rant is brought to you from Matt of Talk To Me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm uh, with you. I just hate how, how much stuff gets like, my car's getting old, listeners. It's uh, 2010, so it's not, like, outrageously old, but, you know, over 200,000 kilometers. And when it gets cold like this, I just fear, like, this is the one. You know, I'm going to start it up, and something's just going to explode <laughs> out the side of my car, because it sounds so bad. If you started your car outside in the in, in minus 20 and below, you know what I mean. It sounds like there's a cat in there who's just been startled and is right pissed off. Um, and, and stuff just breaks at this temperature. You know, my windows don't really work. The car makes funny noises and this could be it. And it's like not the time to want to work on your car. It's not even, you know, so knock on wood. It started today. Kind of. So (laughs) yeah, kind of, well, I have remote start, press the button, didn't start. I had to manually start it, which entirely defeats the point of remote start. And it was like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, I really had that growl. Did you have it plugged in last night, Tarek? Oh yeah. Okay. I'm I just not crazy. wanted to double check. Yeah. Um, okay, here's my other thing I was gonna ask about. Okay. Dude, have you heard about this whole royal family thing? I'm sure you yeah, have. I have. I actually was listening to a radio interview about it today. When you go ahead. Now listen, here's the thing. I'm a big I mean, I shouldn't say I'm a big royal family guy, but like I appreciate them. Yeah. I don't really know I what would... they do for the world, but I appreciate them. For sure. I, I always thought about what it'd be like if I was born into that family, what it would have been like. Like, you think about it, if you're Prince William or even his son, what's his name, Prince George? I have no clue. His son, he's like six years old. That kid's going to be king one day. I know, that's wild, eh? And you're six years old, and you probably... He's one, two, third in line for the throne. That's incredible. Dude, and you have no concept of what it is to be king at the age of six, probably. But, like, that's your life. Yeah. Your life is not going to be normal. You're not going to have like normal friends. Any friends that you have are probably going to be very handpicked by your family. You're not yep. going to just be able to hang out with whoever you want. Nope. Um I mean he's probably got sort of famous or sort of rich royal cousins. Yeah, that's probably true. You just hope that they're kind of cool and fun to hang out with. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. So they Prince Harry and Meghan Markle is you know, they're trying to basically quit the royal family. Well, they the did. I guess family. the queen gave them the okay. Yeah, you get out of here. And they're moving to Canada, which is great. Oh yeah, I think that's awesome. I mean, Prince Harry, he's a stud. Which chick didn't like him growing up, right? Oh, I mean, 
the red hair, the bad boy, you know. And he was in the military, and he was kind of a he was kind of a badass from what he I straight heard. Straight up, he served in Afghanistan. If you didn't know, yeah, and he, you know, they had to keep his presence on the DL because he's a bit oh, of, of a high target, high value target. But 100%. you know, trying to do his best to serve for his his country or whatever. So all I'm saying I mean, is, why is it such a big deal? Well, a lot of people are. I don't know. I think the uh, the monarchy's outdated and and sort of a waste of money, which you know it is a little bit outdated and a waste of money. I would challenge that it costs us money, though. Maybe it costs us as Canadians. I don't know if we send money directly to the UK. I don't think we do because why would we? But to be fair, the monarchy increased like the tourism dollars alone for their wedding, or even just for any people just coming to see Buckingham Palace to come and right. try and see the royals. It definitely pays for itself in that regard. Um, more than they they would uh, di- directly take out of the system, I think. Um, yeah. now that Harry's quitting, though, that's the big thing. Is like, where is the money going to come from? Mm-hmm. You know, like, because you're not doing the job being a royal. It's you know they formalized it, I think, over the last thousand years or whatever. So I don't know if he gets access to some of these holdings that maybe were set up in his name because the royals obviously have a lot of um real estate and investments they that they probably accumulated. Yep. And so it's like, does he get cut off from that, or how does it work? I don't know. I doubt we'll ever know. Or maybe it's like him and Megan are going to work. Yeah. <laughs> Megan's going back to suits. <laughs> well, here's the real kicker: they're moving to Canada. Old Justin. Now listen, Justin. I know we're friends. I get it. Mm. You're, you're a fan mm-hmm. of the podcast. I understand all that. The real problem is who's paying for the security detail. You've well, kept your lips pretty buttoned up on this, and I want to know. It's coming out of, you know, our hard-earned tax dollars. That's a good question. If I'm putting the bill for Harry to just live in Canada, you know, no offense to Harry, but, you know, Harry, if you're going to come live in Canada, go get a damn job like every other immigrant that comes to this country and work hard <laughs> for for <laughs> your opportunity to be here. I love that. All right? That's a good one. I like that. I like that. Um, yeah, it's one of those things that's tough because... I don't know. So, for example... Sorry, I, think, I didn't mean it, that, like, immigrants are, like, damn people or anything like that. I just mean... No, like, no, no. I think immigrants are very well. hardworking people, and when they come to Canada, they tend they to actually outshine well. and outwork a lot of people who were born in Canada, I find. Absolutely, absolutely. And so we expect that from you, Harry. No, right, it's exactly. fair. I think uh, Megan is Canadian, no? Yes, she is. Right. So then that's the question, right? So let's say, like, let's think of another homegrown Canadian person who's famous. I don't know. Wayne um, Gretzky. Sure. When he comes home, does the uh, local RCMP, police station, whatever, bear the cost of his security? No. Nope. As if that's, they don't. So I Wayne probably, Gretzky I doubt it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it's like, what's the, what's the situation, right? So Megan Markle's already Canadian. So... You know what? It's like the the if if we already as a community pay the cost to provide security for other famous Canadians, then you know what? Meghan Markle is covered under that sort of you know, convention. It's just thing, Harry though. is a new immigrant, you know. Right, and I get it. You know what? He's an immigrant with some status in another country. Not denying that. The thing is. I feel like, I mean, we live in Canada. It's not crazy and it's not hostile towards celebrities here, I don't think. Nope. I think, but he's going to need security. I would bet you a guy like Wayne Gretzky or Sidney Crosby has a tougher time walking down the street than Prince Harry. You might be right. And I think you've got to think about the difference between the people who like those celebrities. For though. sure. But here's my point, okay? What do those guys have for security? Just some big dude on steroids who if you get too close, they grab you and push you away and say, hey, back up. Mm-hmm. Now, I think Harry and Meghan just need a couple of those guys. And but who pays you're for good. Pay for them yourself, just like any other celebrity um, does. I'm with you. Uh, this is the thing. Here's the tough thing, too. Dude, you she's got that suits money. She's got to have a good little mountain of cash. Well, and Harry's family's been in power for over a thousand years. They he should takes, have some nest egg for he him. He takes one, one of Grandma's crowns. He's set for life. I right? mean, but he's like seventh in line for the throne now or something outrageous yeah like, I don't i'm just know if saying you just swipe a couple crowns on your way out you know i mean he was born he was probably second third in line for the throne when he was born and now he's just so far away you know anyways um but yeah. here's the thing we can say that you know the canadian government can say wow 
we're not paying for their security. And then Harry gets his head blown off in Canada. And what, is, what does that look like to us? Do you know what I mean? That is not good for Canada. <laughs> sure. It is. Well, I mean, it's not good for Canada. It's not good for anyone. Nobody but, wants that, obviously. But what I'm saying is, like, we we make I've, a big thing about we're not paying for it, and then something bad happens. Guess I would feel, what, bro? You know, He's not a politician anymore. So you know what? I don't think he was politician status. Okay, all right. All right. And, I mean, you're and cold. And by I politicians, mean, I just mean like he used to be part of the head of, of state. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. He doesn't get technically the, our head like, of state. Yeah. The dope, like you know, police escorts through town and all that sort of stuff, and like armored vehicles. No, no, no. no. Get out of here, man. You want to drive a nice car? Drive a nice car, but pay for it yourself, all right? Yep. Put yep. that money into the Canadian economy. Well, I mean, I think the tough thing is, too, it's like, what if people just are like, what if he's like, yeah, I'm not getting a security detail. And then he just goes to things, and everybody knows he's going there. And then there's just mobs of people, and the police are like, well, we should go here because we know it's going to be a mess. <laughs> you do, know what do, I mean? Do you think Harry's up on what on like podcasts at all? Maybe we could try and sneak him in as a guest since he's... Harry? Megan, you guys are welcome to come and give your thoughts. You know, we're going to be fair and honest and, and not try and bias the thing. We get it. It's tough being famous. Um, Talk to me podcast is a safe place. Please. But listen, I'm going to give you the hard truth. And that is, I want you to go get a regular job just like everyone else and pay for well, your if you stuff. Well, if you can be independently wealthy, but yeah, maybe pay for your own stuff. I think that's a good point, too, in that in the UK, like I mentioned, you know, the royal families brings in tons of revenue in terms of tourism or even trinkets or, you know, yeah. like merchandise. Totally. We're not going to see that here in Canada with Harry and Meghan. Nope. And I'm okay with no. that. I'm okay with that. No. Although the guy that was on the radio this morning is kind of like, well, in a worst case scenario, they're going to still have to deal with all the fame and stuff that comes with being royal, but now they're not going to get paid for it because everybody knows who they are still. Right, right. <laughs> but you know like, what? Yeah, Maybe yeah, she goes true. back to work, though, you know? Like, the film industry yeah, she is might want that. Bump, like, it's bumping, you know? And he's got, I'm sure he's got some interest that he can stay, like, he had the whole Invictus Games thing, didn't he? That's true. That was cool. Yeah. He set that up. It was for um, athletes who uh, lost limbs, I think, in, um, I don't know if it was in, in conflict combat? or if it was just general. Yeah, let me just look it up here. Before we give bad information, yeah. Invictus, an international adaptive multi-sport event created by Prince Harry in which wounded, injured, or sick armed services personnel. Yeah, that's what it was. Yep. And their associated veterans take part in nine sports. So, you know what? That's awesome that he did that. You know, and I think maybe, honestly, maybe it's like they have enough of a nest egg. They can provide enough recurring income that they're good. And then he does, he does a lot of just foundation work for his, the the duke of sussex foundation he but raises he money the duke of sussex no more see ya oh is that right Dude, yeah fair if enough you're, if you're like ba- like bowing out of being a royal i feel like you're bowing out of being like wouldn't it be duke? wild if he if he ran for prime minister man i think i would vote for him that was the dumbest thing i've said all night <laughs> but wouldn't it be cool wouldn't it be cool dude you know what that you know what that brings back i feel like it would be like oh yeah get me into power and then they'd pull that crap that they did back in the 1800s what was like, that? It was basically just an appointed, like leader from the king or queen at the time, to basically uh, run Canada. Or governor general. Yeah, more or less. But if the but governor they were general had actual power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like more of a monarchy within. Canada. You know that's funny because there was a lot of jokes that went around when Harry, when Meghan married Harry, the, from the Americans particular, where it was like. It's been 300 years, but now we have finally infiltrated the monarchy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and now it's full circle where it's like, here he's like, we're getting the colonies back. <laughs> uh, we're coming back for them. <laughs> Maybe it's just a slow burn. It's a, it's a good play, I guess. You know, Everybody's good... playing the long game, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, the real question is, do you think he just starts hanging out in Ottawa and they just chill with like Justin all the time? Uh, I, mean, I feel like Justin, Justin wants that clout, you know. Like he just wants. He would to, love like, it. He wants those it, photo ops with him and with him and would. Harry just hanging out. You gotta, you gotta think. As soon as he's done being prime minister, he's for sure in the friend group with Harry and Meghan. Like think, no question. Do people actually like Justin Trudeau though? That's what I began to wonder. I think they do. Or do you I think, think they're they just did. nice to him? It's hard to say when you're when you become the head of state when you when you're that's always one of the things like you could say that about harry and megan too right especially harry like he's literally always been the you know 
prince of England. Yeah, it's so. true. It's true. Does he have any real friends? Probably, but it's real hard to tell. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Anyways, I was just thinking about them. Maybe we start seeing Harry on some TV. You know, Yo, maybe he'll go do like a... Jimmy Fallon. Well, I mean, this morning the premier of the premier of BC, John Horgan said, "Well, you oh, know, boy. maybe they'll move to Vancouver. We film a lot of films here. Maybe she'll be on Riverdale." <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Of course. <laughs> maybe. Maybe she will. Maybe, maybe not. Hey, man, I'm still holding out for Tanaj to get on Riverdale, all right? Hey, all right. Let's push for it. It'd be cool if Tanaj was on Riverdale. I might have to watch, like, three seasons worth. Dude, I'd have to catch up so fast if he all of a sudden got a spot. Actually, that's too much of a bird. I'd just watch, like, two episodes before and two episodes after. Wow. But if he got a recurring role, I'd be in trouble. Oh, I'd be losing my mind. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, then we'd have All to have right. him as a guest. We could get big as a podcast. Boom! Our full-time job, Tarek. Woo! There you go. Also, there you go. I, uh, I'm sorry to tell you, Tarek, but I let us down. Uh, what did you do? About a week week ago? Two weeks ago now? I lost us $70 million, man. $70? $70 million. All right. I didn't mean to. I thought I had the winning ticket. I thought I, uh, I, thought I had... Thought I had the yeah, winning we, ticket when I bought it. I was like, that's the with one. You. Right. I was, here's the thing. Whoa, 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 whoa. Bought your tongue with saying the word split. I was just going to employ you. said we were going to split it. Wow. No, the, I said the, I'd give you a million dollars. Podcast listeners. The podcast listeners were here when you said, we should split this. No, no, no. Yeah. I said, I'd give you a million dollars if you gave me a million dollars if you won. Right. That's actually a million dollars. Careful, all right? Now, the other part of it was, if I won $70 million, it would have been like, I would have been calling you from the car on my way to Calgary saying, dude, I need you to set up some sort of investment fund thingy for $50 million. How hard is that? Oh, that'd be wild, man. And then I'd say, next stop, let's get on a PJ and let's just travel to anywhere in the world. Oh, the PJ. I'd say, say, (laughs) get to the Medicine Hat Airport. I'll be there in the PJ in an hour. No, man. That's where you set up, uh, you think, okay, where are my five destinations? Okay, now let's set up a trust that supports those destinations, and then everything's a tax write-off. Is that not how that works? You know what? <laughs> I don't think that's how it works. I appreciate you thinking, though. But... Or, it's, or because your investment manager's there, it's like, well, we went and we talked to this guy about his business, we were thinking of off. investing. That's a tax write-off. Yeah. Boom. I mean, that probably should work that way. Man, I should be an accountant. <laughs> <laughs> as long as it's business-related, we can write it off. We're good. We're good. Yo, if you let me be your accountant, we'd be in jail in six months. Dude, I was going to say, we, <laughs> we'd be cellmates <laughs> in Drumheller. All right? Yeah. And everyone would be like, why did they let him make the decision? <laughs> I would not have to move far. We've got a great federal penitentiary oh, right goodness. here in Drum. All I'm saying is... <laughs> uh, all I'm saying is, yeah. Anyways, uh, I, I apologize. Next time it gets up to 70, I promise I'm bringing it home for us, all right? There you go. I love it. That's all right. You owe me half, though. 35 million. Whoa, I'll send, whoa. send you an invoice. Whoa. Uh, Hey, I mean, I think you should probably owe me the seventy, but because we're friends, you're gonna give. I'll drop it in half. Off. Hey, that's fifty percent. Like, that's a lot. That's a big discount. It's <laughs> a big discount. Not for everybody, man. But for you, <laughs> that's the friends and families discount, right? Yeah, exactly, friends and family only. <laughs> All oh, right, man. You want to speaking of it? tons of money? Speaking of wealthy people, Megan and Harry. This week, let's talk a little bit about vacation homes or vacation cottages. Yeah? Yep. I mean, you know, a lot of people, we start saying vacation home, vacation cottages, and they're like, yo, this is not me. This is this is uh, big money. Big money, big money, big money. And I'll, I'll challenge that. I'll say right now, you'd be surprised how many people have a vacation home or a vacation cottage. I feel like the word cottage is like not something I use tons. I hear tons here in uh, Alberta, but I, I definitely hear it across Canada about the cottage, especially in Southern Ontario. It seems like everybody's got cottage. Cottage country. Cottage country. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but you know what? Uh, if you're thinking, oh, this isn't for me, 
I'm not interested in cottages. I'm never going to make that kind of money. Yo, there are tons of options available that don't cost a ton of money, and it might be for you. Time out. Here's the other thing. I've made this very clear from day one when we started talking more finance. My goal and my hope is that everyone that listens to us and all my friends get rich someday so I don't have to keep footing the bill and that maybe one of you guys buys the cottage and I can just come mooch off of you for once in my life, all right? Hey, why not, eh? Why are all your friends mooching off you? Well, I shouldn't say they're all mooching off me. I, I mean, depending on who you talk to, I'm kind of the guy mooching off them. But all I'm saying is I want to get all my friends rich so that we can all live sweet, rich lives together. Hey, man. You know? We could fly together, man. I yeah. like it. Um, but yeah, you know, for example, I live in southern Alberta, southeastern Alberta, Medicine Hat. There's a provincial park that's only 45 minutes away. Um, you can buy a small house in that provincial park uh, for, you know, less than, you know, 300 grand or whatever, right? You know, less than a single family home in most major cities in Canada or around the same price. Um, or a lot of people, they just buy a piece of land out by a lake and it's nice, it's beautiful. And they park a trailer out there because they only have to be there. It only has, it doesn't have to be winter proof. It only they only go there in the summer. They just get all the water out in the winter. So it's a real thing. Now the question we're trying to answer is: Is this an investment or not? So you'll hear people say, "Oh, I bought the cottage in uh, you know in 1995 and it's doubled in value. That's amazing." Blah blah blah. First thing I want to tell you guys about, and Maddie, please interrupt me if I'm getting too technical here. Okay, buddy. Um, so I'm talking about the investment value of, of a cottage, right? So that's a classic conversation. Someone says, oh, I bought a cottage in, in, uh, Kelowna, for example, for a hundred thousand dollars in 1995. Now it's worth 500,000. That's a 500% return. Yeah, it is, but over 15 years. So I'm going to teach you listeners about something called a compound annual growth rate. This is the real way you look at returns because 500% in 15 years is not the same thing. Don't get me wrong. That's a great return. Okay. So compound annual growth rate, CAGR. Just go to Google, type in C-A-G-R. Okay. And then what will come up is a CAGR calculator. Now what this number tells you is, okay, 500% in 15 years, it tells you what the number is in one year. Okay. So I'll tell you right now, um, if someone tells you, uh, I, you know, did put in my calculator here in 15 years, 500% return, it's really only 11% a year, right? So that's quite different. Maddie, I can't hear you. You're, you're muted. I think my bad, my bad. Yeah. So that's something to think about right away. So it's like, whenever someone starts talking about return in a number of years, that number is not as big as it sounds because really it only matters what it is annually because that's that's really the convention in terms of how we think of things, right, in, in, in per year. Now, the other thing to consider too is it costs a lot of money to own a vacation property. You've got to keep it maintained. Needed. You've got to pay property taxes. You've got to maintain it, so on and so forth. So it's like... Basically, what I'm saying, guys, is you can own a vacation property. It may pay for itself. It may end up um, being a good investment, but don't buy it for the investment. If you are actually buying a vacation property for your family to go to on weekends or to go to for weeks at a time in the summer or the winter, buy it for that reason. Otherwise, when you do the math, you can reach out to Maddie or I. We can do the math for you when you do the math consider carrying costs for that property when you consider whether or not it was worth the investment right because yep. it is significant you know i i think you know some estimates have it at three percent a year in terms of um carrying costs and then that compounds and then there's major repairs so you know you've got a roof you've got a fix you've got major renovations you've got to do to keep it updated you've got furnaces you've got hot water tanks you've got maybe if it's the trailer on the lot in front of a lake you've got to get a whole new trailer and that's a depreciating asset. You know, the land might go up in value, but it's bare land. So it's a little bit different. You don't have any services like heat, water, electricity. You know, so uh, a lot of things to consider. Like I said, I'm not talking about a vacation rental property where you're trying to rent it out because that's a different different beast altogether. 
I'm talking about the vacation home, the cottage. Maybe really consider its utility to your family, whether or not it'll build some great memories. But mm. it's a really high hurdle in terms of property maintenance and ownership to try and say it's a great investment. Deep. In Deep. Financially. Financially, anyways. Yep. I mean, great investment in family. I don't know. Yep. What do you know about how they treat it in terms of taxes, Maddie? All right, Tarek. So for those that don't know, maybe you don't own a house. I don't even own a house, but I happen to know all the owning of house rules when it comes to taxes. And that is the principal residence deduction. If you own a house and you decide you want to sell that house, okay, you own one residence. That is your principal residence. That's where you live day in and day out. Then when you go to sell it, if there is a capital gain. So again, let's use the example Tarek just used. Bought the house for a hundred grand, selling it for five hundred grand. Guess what? You don't pay a dime of tax on that capital gain of four hundred thousand dollars. Boom! Awesome. Everyone loves that. All right. Now, what happens is when you have multiple properties, okay. things get a little little dicey, and this is where you actually have to do some math. So, Tarek just used the example of house number one. You bought it in two thousand and four. And you bought it for a hundred grand. It's 2019, 15 years later, it's worth 500 grand. That's a $400,000 gain, but you have to divide it over 15 years to see what your capital gain per year is, which if we divide it by 15, boom, you have a capital gain per year of $26,666 and 67 cents. Okay. Now say, Five years into that, you bought a second home, and you bought that one for $150,000, but you sold it the same year for $550,000, okay? Same $400,000 gain. Better yet, you know Mm -hmm. what? Let's go $650,000, just because, you know, it's better. Or actually... No, screw it. We're going down. We're going three hundred and fifty thousand. Okay. Okay. So three fifty bought it for one fifty. Ten years later, what's it worth to us? Okay. So we're going three fifty less one fifty equals two hundred thousand divided by ten. Twenty thousand dollars a year. So less of a gain per year. Interesting. So you are better off putting your principal residence years. Towards the house that gain that makes more capital gain per year than the one that makes less. Interesting. So now here's That's the other thing. Math. Can you change your address like that on a tax return or what? Now the kicker with using the principal residence deduction, it's pretty gray when it comes to the CRAs like ta- or the Canadian Tax Act and whatnot. What they identify as being a principal residence is a residence you use regularly. Now. If you go there all summer long, like say you decide you're going to live there from June till the end of August because you're one of those wealthy families that just doesn't have to work in the summer, mm-hmm. um, then that would be your principal residence. Or you can claim it as your principal residence for that year. If you use it, you know, maybe, you, maybe you're a hunting family, okay? And you go hunting just in September you know, you're going to go nab yourself a deer or a moose or whatever, and you only use it for like a week out of the entire year. Uh, it's probably less less of a principal residence, more of just a, a secondary property. So I would say that I would advise you maybe don't use it. But the government hasn't really gotten too deep into sniffing that stuff out, I would say at this point. Not to say that they wouldn't inquire but more the fact that like they do less inquiry the real kicker is when people try to claim the principal residence deduction on a house that they've done nothing but rent oh so say that first house well because you can see that someone's collecting rental income say on their tax return from that address Uh, i see see, see. see what you mean yeah interesting so in reality it's you can claim a house, a property, as being your principal residence if you use it reasonably regularly. What reasonably regularly entails is very much up for interpretation. So I'm not okay. going to say, you know, 
one is right and one is wrong. I would say that you have to use discretion and it is best that you, you know, consult an accountant when deciding upon that. Right. But definitely pay attention to how much of a capital gain per year you're making off of the property. So then if that, I claim my uh, personable residence, uh, what did you call it, deduction? Yes. Um, on a particular property, it is the risk that if I then try to claim it on another property, it will be an issue because that could now you, be my You definitely residence. can't do that. That would be yeah. a huge red flag. So you only get to oh. claim one principal residence per year or you can claim the deduction on a yearly basis. So if you wanted to split it, you could go from 2004 until 2009 because those are the years you only had one residence. Okay. You can put those to residence A. Okay. Oh, interesting. And then for resident or for 2009 to 2014, you can put it to or 2009 to 2019, really, because it's those full 10 years. You can put them to either one you want. Ah, I see. I see. But again, or. Okay, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, but again, because principal residence A was earning you more of a capital gain per year, that's you the one you want to put off your putting it towards yeah. that one. Yes. Or, you know, I, here's a situation I'm thinking of. You know, you're getting older in life. You're like, yeah, you know what, I'm just going to start to liquidate some assets. Sell your primary residence. Move to your one year, move to your vacation home. Sell that the next year. And then you don't pay any taxes on either. No, because you have to recognize it for all years owned. Oh, I see. So you can't say, well, now it's my principal residence. Yeah. Can I? You have to uh, recognize the capital gain on the years it's been owned. As your principal residence. Yes. Right. So if it's only been a principal residence for one year, I only get one year's capital gain exemption. Yes. On, say, 10 years, you only get it for the one. If that makes sense. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Sorry. Yeah, I can hear you now. I missed that, though. No, I was just going to say, so you can only claim it for... Um, so, for instance, okay, let's use that same example. We've got uh, principal residence A, principal residence B, or residence B, we'll call it even. Um, you sell principal residence A after 10 years. So you claim those 10 years on principal residence A. You bought principal residence B five years into that. Okay. And so... In 2014 is when you sold principal residence A. Okay. Mm -hmm. In 2009 mm -hmm. is when you bought principal residence B. Okay. Okay. So I'm you used you. so you used all your principal residence years on principal residence A. Okay. Right. When you sold it, so from 2004 to 2014 are all used up. Yeah. So in 2019, say you decide you want to get rid of the second property, you can't use 2009 to 2014 for that. Right. Property. You have to right. recognize only 14 the to 19. Gain. Exactly. So that's that makes how it sense. Works. That you only get sense. one residence deduction per year. So right. if you have multiple okay. properties, it's super important again to consult an accountant when you decide to sell them. I know we've gone super nerdy on everyone. But, yeah. but, but that's interesting. I think if you're considering buying uh, vacation property, this is important because taxes are, are, are serious. This is a real significant cost because we're dealing in big numbers. Now, here's, here's where it becomes more or less beneficial. Okay. I just gave you guys um, the, what do I call it? The the breakdown of say we're we're going with principal residence B as being the one that we're going to take the capital gain hit on. So Tarek, say yep. it's you and uh, your wife who have bought this property and you're selling it now, okay? But you guys you you bought it together, all right? Okay. So you each recognize fifty percent of it. Oh, okay. So I didn't know that. Okay. Guess what? The capital gain is only a hundred grand each, and on top of that, for those that don't know, capital exemption. gains are only 50% taxable. Right. So you're only being taxed on 50% of the capital gain, which means that you are being only taxed on 50 grand. Now, don't get me wrong, 50 grand is a lot to be taxed on, but it's a lot better than being taxed on 200,000. If if it were just straight income. Yeah. Exactly. So, keep those things in mind um as well as, you know, there's 
There's the benefit of if you have allowable capital losses, say from investments or other um, properties that you've sold, you can use those to absorb some of your capital gains. Uh, no we, losses here, but we we can. Get... <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> There's definitely losses. Let's be real. <laughs> Investments are like sports betting. Oh, you never come out ahead goodness. all the time. Yo, okay. cryptocurrency losses count or what? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? They're trying to tax your gains on cryptocurrency. They might as well be giving you the hey, losses. Hey, well, there you know? go. I like it. <laughs> uh, anyways, for those that are still awake with us and haven't fallen asleep listening to this episode, bye. I just want you guys to know if you guys do have questions or concerns about these sorts of things, uh, let us know. And if you have just an absorbent amount of money that you are thinking about investing in some way, consider backing us as a podcast. You know, we uh, we always need a budget, and we got we got one guy. We want to have him come do a segment, but the cheap son of a gun wants us to pay for his liquor. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a liquor based segment, but. And I would be more than happy to pay for it if we were going to be there to enjoy it with him. Well, but now we're exactly just like it. he's just going to be sending it to it his himself. house. Yeah, no chance. Jeez. <laughs> oh. Anyways, uh, yeah, I I think that kind of clears up vacation homes the best we can. Oh yeah, I think that was. I mean, I hope I hope our listeners appreciated that. They, you know, there's a lot of things to consider, and it's it's an important decision. And I do think there's a lot of value there. I'll be honest. Um, I never had a vacation home. I don't know if you did, Maddie, or something I would call a vacation home or a consistent place where we went. And it wasn't like a big deal. I'm not trying to paint a sad picture here. But I have a lot of friends who um, every year they're like, oh, yeah, our parents, we went as a family to this place, this one place every year. And they have very specific memories of this place. And they have very fond memories of this place. Um, and that's cool. You know what I mean? And so it's like, and then, you know, maybe they made friends with the, the same people who come to the same place. So you build these relationships over over years and years and years. And and there's no reason why you can't do that in a way that makes sense financially because it's a big purchase, totally. right? It's it's a lot of money and you need to think about it. And, and there's a lot of value you can get out of it for your family. Um, so it's it's an important decision. Yeah, I 100% agree. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, listeners. Well, I hope you guys appreciated that. That's uh, another episode of Talk to Me, the Talk to Me podcast. Oh man, the, I almost went back to our old to name. The Talk to Me podcast. The yeah, Talk yeah. to Me podcast. So, yeah. And uh, to our buddy Mason, if you're still listening, I want you to know that the volume is going to be slightly down on the intro and outro music, just for you, sweetheart. Gotcha, buddy. All gotcha. right, people. Talk to you later. Hey, just real quick well, too. Just play around with your. Kager calculator, compound annual growth rate. That's a big one. I think people don't realize that. We throw numbers around like, oh, yeah, 500% return over 10 years, blah, 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 blah. Nonsense number. Always speak about returns in terms of annual returns. Play with the calculator. I think you'll like it, even though it sounds a little bit, you know, heady. All right, listeners. We will catch you guys next week. Stay humble, stay low, blow like hootie. True pimp, finna dough on the hootie. Yeah, wiggle mace, there go your cutie.